Taylor Swift Strikes Again mixed-ish. The hell? Uh, Empire Renewed for Season 6 is Jesse coming back. And Salt and Pepper Fire Spinderella. What? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Tammy Talks. Um, we got some stuff to talk about this week. So last week I did not record anything because nothing newsworthy really happened. Not that I could tell at least. So I said I would wait and sure enough, tons of shit happened within the past week. So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Volume two. Um, let's start off with Taylor Swift at the Billboard Awards. So Taylor Swift opened up the show. And did a performance of her new single, which I think is called Me. And it was very reminiscent of Beyonce's Coachella performance. Taylor had a marching band. She kind of did the same pose as Beyonce. She... (sighs) But this is what Taylor does. Now, I, I know and understand that Taylor Swift does like Beyonce. She, um... From what I understand, she enjoys her music, and we know that Beyonce does like Taylor Swift. They We've seen pictures of them together at events. We all remember when Kanye took the um, the Moon Man from Taylor back at the, who, what was that, 2009 awards, I believe, when Beyonce um, lost for, was it video of the year? So when Beyonce did win her second award, she went up there and gave, told Taylor, come up and do your speech. So we know that they have a good, a good relationship from what we can see, a good business relationship. But Taylor Swift has to stop. Now, a lot of people were saying, oh, it was an ode to Beyonce and Beyonce is probably honored. There's a difference between flattery Um, paying homage to someone and then what Taylor Swift does and in this instance to me it just kind of felt like Taylor Swift was copying Beyonce like she wanted to say oh I can do something like that too for her fan base and it, it wasn't very well received and it wasn't just minorities that had a problem with what Taylor did it was a lot of white people that clocked what she was doing too um it word also came out that Taylor did that word also came out that Taylor um put that performance together just like two weeks before the show actually came out. So my thing is like did she start practicing and she well not two weeks before a week before she kind of switched up what her original performance was going to be so when homecoming dropped on netflix i'm wondering if taylor swift was like oh shit i like that let's do that for the billboard awards so it leaves i mean i don't know taylor i personally do not like taylor swift um And it's because she has she has this air about her. She has this attitude where she walks around and she acts like she's so surprised and she's so shocked by everything in life. And, oh, my God, I can't believe I won like that. That shocked and surprised and innocent girl next door vibe like that's old. It's tired on her and it doesn't come across as authentic. So. Taylor got dragged. It was called uh, Mayo Cello for a while. They were, um, the memes were abundant. 
The memes were hilarious. Twitter search them. Hell, even Google search them. You are sure to find some memes. Uh, Remy Ma was officially charged with assault. So Remy did turn herself in to NYPD. Um, in the wake of this Brittany Taylor situation, Remy was then released on a $1,500 bail or bond, I should say. So as a condition of her release since Remy is I believe still on probation they said until August so as a condition she now has to wear um wear an ankle bracelet um and she has a 8 p.m curfew which I don't think really I don't think the curfew was too much of a big deal for her considering she does have you know a baby still a small child still and I don't know I'm, I'm conflicted with this. I know a lot of people are saying Britney's filed for telling and, you know, if she was a real one. But like I've said before on on um, Instagram and on Twitter, if you hit me, I'm calling the police too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why people give Remy so many passes, so many excuses for doing dumb shit. Now, Remy has countered back and she said that she has surveillance footage from her house that shows she was indeed at home at the time of the alleged um, assault. So we'll, we'll see what's going to happen with that. But if it's a love and hip hop storyline, Mona ought to be ashamed of herself. But I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like if Remy did it, then she deserves what's going to happen to her. You know what I mean? If that means her having to go back to jail for whatever, whatever situ or whatever length of time or something like that. I just, it's hard for me to feel bad for someone that does something that they know they should not be doing. Keep your hands to yourself. Now on the flip side, Brittany, if you are lying about this the fuck girl like what are you doing and why are you doing it i think <laughs> what are you doing and why are you doing it so i'm sure more details about that is going to come out um pretty soon so we'll get an update on that and then we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. For Remy's sake, um, just for her well-being overall as a person, I hope that she knows she was innocent with this. And if Brittany did lie on her, counter her, defamation of character, um, slander, libel, whichever applies, like I say counter her and get to the bottom of it. Speaking of counter-suing, Tierra Marie appeared on... Breakfast Club this morning to talk about this this beef she has with 50 Cent. Now, I don't understand what was going through her mind, her publicist's mind, or her attorney's minds to make her think that doing this interview is a good idea. You know what I mean? So, I was driving to work, and typically I... I do turn on a breakfast club so I can hear the rumor report and donkey of the day. Um, if there's an interview with somebody that I like, I will cut it off so that I can just watch the video and catch it in full later. Because by the time I get in the car, it's like, you know, halfway through or whatever. So I kind of was listening to it while I was driving and 
I noticed that her voice sounded off. Like her voice sounded very shaky. She was kind of stumbling over her words. She sounded visibly nervous. Not the the Tierra Marie that, you know, we're used to seeing from back in the day when she was a singer. Um, or even a Tierra Marie that we have seen on Love and Hip Hop. So I know some people on Twitter were saying that maybe she was nervous because of the cameras. This woman has been on Love and Hip Hop for like four seasons now. I don't think she's nervous because of the cameras. So I think something else is going on with Tierra. But she did explain why she does have to pay 50 cent the money. And what ended up happening is what well, we saw play out on the show. So if you watched um, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, you know that Akbar put out or the situation stems from her and her ex-boyfriend Akbar having a sex tape. The sex tape was posted on Tierra's Instagram page. From then, 50 Cent posted the video on his Instagram page. Um, we spent the entire season with Tierra saying that Akbar set her up and he did this, but yet she would go back and it would be word and video of her um, being seen with him and her admitting to, yeah, I'm still sleeping with him and I'm still seeing him and yada, yada, yada. We saw that that one black lawyer that she was working with was completely over the shit. He was not for the shits and told her that, you know, you got one more time and I'm dropping your case. Come to find out behind closed doors, Lisa Bloom, who was initially representing Tierra, did drop the case because she said that, you know, it was making her look crazy as an attorney as well. Because on one hand, you know, we done did this whole press conference where we're we're going after this guy because he, quote unquote, put out this sex tape against you. And it's it's called revenge porn and all this other stuff. But then literally within the same week, there's video and there's, you know, footage of you and him at the airport together coming back from a trip or going on a trip together. So because of that, um, Tierra did not have representation. She said it was hard for her to get representation. So the, the judge saw that and the case was eventually dropped. Now, 50 Cent countersued her and wanted her to pay her le- pay his legal fees, and Tierra did lose that case. So that is the $30,000 that she has to pay him. Now, she kept it on a breakfast club. She didn't have it, um, but she was going to go to the courts and g- work out some type of payment plan. And the whole time she's talking about this, like, her voice is shaking. She looks nervous. She looks... Like, she looks like she needs to go back to rehab. She looks like she needs a friend. And what I think wasn't exactly helping is DJ Envy and Charlemagne, who are both fuckboys. Especially Envy. I cannot stand DJ Envy. Um, Envy is friends with 50 Cent. And he's saying, which, you know, 50 posted, he posted everyone's stuff and, you know, making excuses for him. And... No matter, like, we know, 50 is a troll. That's what he does. And he does post a lot of shit. But him posting that is inexcusable. So because he posts a bunch of stuff, she's supposed to just be okay with the fact that he posted her sex tape? Like, her giving somebody fellatio? Come on now. Come on, Envy. Then Charlemagne is being an ass and trying to total up how much money Tierra has spent throughout these lawsuits. 
And like she's looking at him like, why do you want to know this? Like, cause he's asking her, how much did you pay for retainer fees? How much did you pay for this? How much would, how much did that cost? And he's like writing the figures down. And then like, I don't know. I, I was uncomfortable watching the interview just cause I felt so bad for her because you can see they're being vultures and they were like attacking her. And then Yi, who was, I guess, supposedly like one of her actual friends, like sits there quietly. It was such an odd interview because I've watched enough Breakfast Club interviews to know that Envy does not typically ask questions. He doesn't. We expect Charlemagne to be an ass. He doesn't get a pass for it, but it's expected. But with Envy, like he usually sits there and he's quiet. And on in turn, this interview... It was Yi that was like super quiet. So I just didn't understand the vibe. I didn't understand what was going on. Then they're like, Angela Yi leaves because she had a flight to catch. And she's like, oh, I don't even want to leave you here with them. Womp, womp, womp. And as soon as Yi leaves, they're like, oh, let's call 50 Cent. Let's get 50 on the phone. And Charlemagne is saying, well, I think if you guys just have a phone call, then this can all go away. You know damn well that was not going to work. They were fishing for ratings. They were fishing for views on their YouTube, reviews on Revolt. They were looking to embarrass her. And they just kept saying it. Oh, my God, let's... Get 50 on the phone. And Charlemagne kept saying it. Call 50, call 50, call 50, call 50. It's just, uh, it's amazing to me how he talks so much about mental health. And he's done these panel discussions. And he's written a book about anxiety. And he's done all this stuff. But then in turn, he preys on people and antagonizes people. And they kept saying, you look like you need a hug, Tierra. You look like you're going through something. But you want to call the man that has been tormenting her and harassing her on the internet and embarrassing her. You want to call her on the phone so y'all can get ratings? Fuck out of here. Like, I was so completely disgusted with this interview today. One, Tierra shouldn't have done the shit. But two, like, because what are you up there promoting? You're up there to talk about your legal issues? What? Oh, good God. Oh, good God. And then, um, same with Love and Hip Hop. Raz B. Raz B has joined the cast of Love and Hip Hop. They are currently filming right now, so we are going to see all the drama that has been going on with the Millennium Tour. So I'm sure, I'm assuming Fizz is back on the show as well. Um, oh, the mess that's going to come from this. The mess that is going to come from this. Raz B has been troubled for a while. Um, he has those Chris Stokes allegations where he has been kind of the only one to come out and say that Chris did touch them inappropriately and you know he did do different things and because he is a male a lot of people kind of brushed it to the side or laughed at him or whatever the case we have seen him quit the tour at least twice so far <laughs> looks like it's an amazing tour it looks like it's a, like from the clips I've seen it looks like, you know, B2K is still in full stride and Pretty Ricky's doing good. You know, Mario still has his voice. It looks like it's a really great tour, but we we are seeing Rasby fall apart behind the scenes. Um, just last week, he was arrested for a domestic violence dispute or, you know, allegations, accusations against his girlfriend who 
her family said that he like choked her so he ended up missing a whole tour date in minnesota so i oh i can just feel the mess i can feel the mess i can't wait to see that season because atlanta is boring me i don't know if it's just me but i feel like we're not seeing enough of the core the core people this has been loving hip-hop starring shekinah shay mac and, and carly <laughs> in tokyo and that's not who we watch loving hip-hop for um Wendy Williams' husband, Kevin Hunter, is seeking spousal support. Now, we all know that Wendy is the breadwinner in that family. She brought in all the money. She brought in all the revenue. But he was also her manager. And to my understanding, when initial reports went out of them getting a divorce, it was said that they were going to, you know, they had to divide the business up. And there were... Um, whispers that he was going to get somewhere in the ballpark of 10 million dollars for Wendy to buy him out of her her company and her business altogether. spousal support my guy you've been cheating on her with this other woman for umpteen years buying this other woman all this all these you know lavish gifts and going on trips and stuff with Wendy's money and you want her to keep paying you wow just wow the audacity the nerve the gall wow I couldn't I read that I saw the headline and I could not believe that he is actually seeking spousal support after all you've done I mean you got to think there are women that when they're dating these famous men that are cheating on them they're like siphoning money off and putting it to the side I think Shawnee O'Neal was doing that taking money slowly and surely and building up her own like a separate checking account so that when she you know did split with Shaq she did have some money so I'm willing to bet that Kevin who was clearly a bird who had bird like tendencies with how he was behaving with Wendy's money I have every reason to believe that he was doing the exact same thing so I just feel like this divorce is going to be long and messy and I hope it doesn't take um, an even bigger toll on Wendy's health as it already has been luckily for her you know the summer break is coming up does she film her show in the summer I feel like I don't remember. I don't really watch Wendy, so I don't know, like, what her filming schedule is. But I thought most shows, like, talk shows, went off in the summer. Could be wrong. Um, I know for a while he was trying to get child support, too, but their son is over 18 years old. Lil' Kevin is, like, 19 or 20. So it's just a mess. Mess and a half. Salt and Pepper are on this ladies night tour with SWV and I feel like there's somebody else who is it who is it maybe it's just them two but SWV SWV salt and pepper because they have this um reality show that I know absolutely nobody watches called ladies night so they're going on this tour and Spinderella issued a a statement saying that she has been fired from salt and pepper here's the thing the way my mind works being you know being born in the 80s being a 90s kid 
salt, in, in pepper. The in to me was Spinderella. Like she is their DJ. She's their DJ. She's a very important part of the aesthetics and of the sound of you all show. I don't understand. I feel like every time we hear about Spinderella it, involving salt and pepper is something negative. Is them like, why are they on tour? Why is salt and pepper on tour? Who wants to see salt and pepper? If you're from Milwaukee, we want to see them on a free stage at Summerfest. And that is it. Maybe at State Fair. Maybe. Just maybe they might be able to catch a couple dollars a ticket out there. But honestly, who is going to see them on tour? Then I heard that there was like um, a misunderstanding between them and SWV on who was going to headline. Uh, Sisters with Voices. That's who's going to headline. What is going on? What is going on? I like I am mystified. Totally and utterly mystified at this entire story, this entire situation. Salt and pepper, one don't need to be on tour. We done heard pushing enough. Oh, I just wow. This is it's amazing. Truly amazing. And then on top of that, y'all gonna fire y'all DJ. So who's going to DJ for y'all at y'all shows? Because SWV's not bringing one. Why? They're a singing group. They sing. Minimal choreography. I can't believe it. I, but you know what? I stopped liking Salt and Pepper as people when I saw their first reality show. When Salt was all holier than thou and she didn't want to sing their songs pushing and she didn't want to do their music because she felt that it was going against her religion and stuff now only for her to backslide i guess need some money aka so she backslid and now she's back not only back in the group but touring with the group hypocrites man y'all need to stop it because people no one's going to them shows to see y'all anyways People are going to see SWV. That's ridiculous. Stop playing with Spin. Stop playing with Spinderella. Please. Now, I um I saw on Twitter people asking does Spinderella work? I have seen her on um Hip Hop Squares. I think she's like the resident DJ on there. And she did a cipher. I think she did Erica Badu's Neo Soul Cipher at the Soul Train Awards. Now, I know that that's probably not a whole lot of money. But don't do that, y'all. Don't do that. Don't be petty. Don't be ignorant. I guess you could say that. Oh, that just, that threw me. Farrakhan was banned from Facebook and Instagram. <sighs> okay. So, I saw a lot of people... Um, very upset about that. I saw a lot of people saying that they in turn were going to delete their Facebook because Farrakhan was banned. Here's here's my whole stance on that, right? Facebook does not care who deletes their accounts. Even though Facebook to I wanna say like their their intended audience initially was like college to young it was college actually we had to have college ids college emails excuse me to create a facebook account to log into facebook they opened it up and it became more popular with the younger adults college years to you know 
I say early to mid 20s. Now it has opened up to where your mama and your grandma and they friends and, you know, aunts and uncles and stuff are on there. Facebook is growing despite reports, despite the the news, the news reports and the allegations that, you know, they were the whole thing with the with Russia and how Russia was controlling the election through through Facebook. The fact that Facebook has sold our information to different companies for for ad revenue. Facebook is still thriving, right? Facebook went through and they targeted and I'm saying targeted very loosely, but they went after they targeted a number of major far right-wing people and far left people. Those people were banned from Facebook and from Instagram. People are acting like Farrakhan himself was the only person that was targeted. No one else was deleted. No one else was banned in this whole swept up thing. So I've seen these people that I know have both personal Facebook pages and business Facebook pages saying, oh, I'm not going to post on this Facebook page anymore until Farrakhan gets his access back. So, okay, you're not going to post on your personal page. Great. I'm not going to post on my Tamara page. My name is Tamara. I'm not going to post on my personal page, but my Tammy Talks page, my Media 27 page, my Real TV Talk page. Nah, fuck it. I need those. I need those to promote. So that's cool. The hypocrisy about the entire thing. Farrakhan was also banned off of Instagram. I didn't see any of those people saying I'm not going to post on my Instagram anymore. I didn't see that. I think for me, the bigger issue is (sighs) everything doesn't have to be blown out of proportion. Because of all the people that are talking about Farrakhan being banned, how many of y'all were actually liking his Facebook page? How many of you actually went to his Facebook page to see what he had to say? How many of you actually pay attention to Farrakhan overall? Or do you all just kind of notice him when it's somebody's funeral? He was at Nipsey's funeral and he spoke there. So is that why he has this, this influx of support all of a sudden? And I know someone's going to say, oh, well, I've always supported Farrakhan. Then I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to these people that I have never, ever seen mention Farrakhan. Or these people that are being hypocrites about it. Because I've seen the people that have said, I'm not posting on this page anymore. And they're talking about their personal Facebook page. But then I've turned around and seen them post on... But then I've turned around and see them post on their business page or post on Instagram still. So what's the difference? You think Insta- you think Facebook honestly cares if you stop using your page? You know how many inactive pages there are on Facebook right now? Come on, y'all. Come on. Because what is being silent and going and doing radio silence on Facebook going to do? If you're still posting on Instagram when they own both, start a petition, do some active work, but since I'm not going to post on my personal page, to me, that does nothing. It gets nothing accomplished. It's stupid. It's a waste of time and it's a cry for attention. And that's what a lot of people do when they post their stuff anyways. 
Um, what else happened this week? Blackish. Blackish has um, signed a deal and they now have a new show called Mixed Ish. Y'all. <laughs> what? What? So, Mixed Ish is going to be this, it's um, a spinoff of Blackish and it is going to follow a young Rainbow Johnson. Um, growing up in, growing up as a mixed child. I'm gonna tell you why this is unnecessary for numerous reasons. One, Rainbow is not a main or central, integral character of Blackish. She's just not. She's not. If Rainbow were to leave the show, the show would still carry on and would still be successful and would still thrive at the rate that it's thriving. Because much like when Yara left and went over to Grownish, the show still survived. Mixedish, and on top of that, is going back to what the '60s and '70s. I think Mixedish would be a way better show, a way better premise, if they were highlighting a mixed child growing up in 2019. Show a mixed child growing up in 2019 having to deal with the shit that we're dealing with right now where the far right is being super racist because we have a president that is raising racial tensions and playing on white nationalists and he's using um mexicans as scapegoats to fuel his campaign by invoking fear and he's using muslims and you know he forgets that puerto rico is a part of the united states talk about that and then, you know, on the other side where we're seeing a, a bigger rise in like Black Lives Matter and Black Power and the Black Panther Party, people are coming back with that. I just feel like it would be a better show if Mixed Dish was about some teenagers, a family of teenagers that were mixed and that were growing up in 2019 dealing with the real issues that we have and that we are facing today and i say that because blackish is a show that is in tune with the times now i don't watch blackish faithfully every week but i know that blackish keeps up with current events and it keeps up with current themes so to me it's kind of a misstep to, to go backwards with that because even on Grownish, Zoe is a teenager, freshman in college in 2019. It's not like they put her back and the things that are happening on Grownish are very relevant to, you know, to today's life and the climate that we're in with the country. So I just, I, I'm not watching it. I can tell you that now. I will not be watching Mixedish <laughs> at all. Sticking with TV shows, um, rest in peace to John Singleton, who is a, a black directing, producing, writing icon. He is, um, he's responsible for a lot of the, the black movies that we grew up on that highlighted the black struggle and highlighted what was going on in our community at that time, you know, Boys in the Hood and different things like that, so rest in peace to him he did baby boy which you know if you have bet now you should know every word too because bet plays the shit <laughs> out of baby boy but rest in peace to him he was 51 he had a stroke i believe 
where he had a heart attack that led to him being in a coma and then being on life support and his family ultimately deciding to pull the plug sooner than later. So rest in peace, Mr. John Singleton. And then, oh, skip something. Never mind. Um, So Empire's coming back for season six, shockingly. Um, I still watch Empire faithfully, but I'm just kind of shocked that they're coming back. And I say that because I have always felt that TV shows, by the time you get to season five, it's, it's time to wrap it up. Um, to me, Instagram lost its spark a while ago, but I've been watching for this many years and I'm too far invested to stop watching. But I feel like instant it's time for it's time for Empire to, to end. Um, so while they were renewed, a lot of people because it took them a while to get renewed initially because of this whole Justice Smollett thing, this whole hoopla. And a lot of people were thinking that myself included that because of Jesse they were not going to bring the show back because of all the the antics and the negativity that the show the negative press that the show got because of his his court case and the allegations that he lied so show got renewed because the ratings are trash ratings are terrible for Empire this year this season so the show was coming back, got renewed, and Jesse did. He was able to negotiate a contract extension for season six as well, but they said they have no intention on bringing back his character. So last we saw Jesse's character, Jamal Lyon, he got married to Kai, his boyfriend, and they had the first black gay wedding on primetime TV. And that was the last time we saw him. He was written out of the final two episodes due to, you know, his his legal trouble, legal battles that he was going through with the state of Chicago. Wow. With the city of Chicago in the state of Illinois. So he's coming back and they said, well, he's not coming back. His contract was extended. So that means if they wanted to write him in, they could. To me, I feel like it was Fox's way of just saying, um, we're not firing you because we don't want to get sued or something for wrongful termination. But they're not going to bring Jesse back. <laughs> and I think Jesse should want to move on. They said his, his um, castmates including Taraji and Terrence Howard, are lobbying for his return. I don't know if I believe that. I think that that could just be, you know, hoopla to try to get Fox to say, oh, look, everyone wants him to come back. I think I would feel kind of awkward around him. if, Because we still don't know if he is telling the truth or not. I had a, um, I did a podcast episode on here. <laughs> Where I said, show us the video. To me, there is still no definite proof. None. That Jesse was attacked. There just isn't. There just is not. And no one can tell me that there is. There is no proof that Jesse was attacked. People keep saying he beat the case. No, no, no. The case was dropped. The charges were dismissed. He took a plea deal. Taking the plea deal to me... 
is owning some type of guilt, some type of onus that you did do something wrong because he wanted to avoid a trial. People are saying, oh no, he, he didn't take a plea deal. Yes, he did. He quietly did community service and he forfeited his bail money. No one is going to just say, you know what? I don't want that 10 stacks back. Not when they are saying that the reason that he did this whole entire situation is because he wanted more money per episode. I don't know. I'm not seeing it. Um, I mean, I'll be there for Empire Season 6. I'll be around. But I I don't see Jesse coming back. I don't see the network wanting to jeopardize their ratings even more. Empire's their moneymaker right now. Empire is their money maker. Fox thrives off of uh, singing shows because before Empire, Glee was their big money maker. So I think, and now they have Star, which I think once Empire ends, Star, which is kind of a spinoff of Empire, is going to be the money maker. So, I mean, good luck to you, Jesse. Um, Instagram is removing likes. So they are in the integral phase of removing likes from your Insta- from Instagram pictures. Now, a lot of people are saying that they do not like this. I like it. For, for me, as someone who is suffering from this algorithm, where I have 3,500 followers, roughly, and when I post a picture, because I have a business profile, you can see how many people how many profiles or how many accounts that that has reached it'll be like 20 that is like two percent of my following that actually saw my picture so if instagram is going to take off because it's it's motivated the way the algorithm works it's motivated by likes so let's say you have 100 followers the first 10 percent are going to get shown that picture if they are online right so if only one of them is online and that person doesn't like the picture like physically hit the heart and doesn't like the picture instagram is not going to show that picture to the rest of your followers as opposed to let's say you post and those 10 people are all online and let's say five of them like the picture then it's going to open up and balloon to even more of your followers so instagram is going to take off the likes they're testing it out it's going to start in canada first their reasoning is um likes are vanity which they are how many people have when you go through a picture and you see that oh this has 200 likes i'm gonna like it too as opposed to somebody that only that a picture that may not have any likes and there are people that are saying I don't want to be the only person to like a picture which they were doing reports and I've read reports because I read a bunch of articles about social media and about marketing and about online marketing and stuff like that and based on surveys anonymous surveys there are people that if your picture has less than 10 likes will not like it or a lot of people don't want to be the first person to like it because they don't want to seem thirsty or they don't want people to see that they liked it for whatever reason. So likes are going to be leaving and what's going to happen is you will be able yourself to see how many people like it, but the like counter will not be shown on your newsfeed. 
Now, a lot of influencers and um, Instagram famous people don't like that because their fame is kind of dependent on how many likes they get. So they are having a shit fit about that because they need different brands, um, different brands and different companies that are going to promote with them different advertisers. They need to see, oh, I can get 200 likes and my picture's only been posted in an hour. So you should pay me to post your product. So for them, it's not going to work. So I think an alternative could be if someone has a verified account that you could, um, keep the like counter going or the way that Instagram is doing now with the swipe up, the adding a link onto your Instagram pictures. I mean, your um, Instagram stories. If you have 10 K or more then you can have that feature, but I'm all for it. I am definitely all for it. I'll be interested to see how many people like freak out from it and how many people like suffer as a result of it. And then finally, Joe Budden and Sin Santana have broken up. I'm not surprised. Um, Their relationship has seemed toxic to me ever since they went on Love and Hip Hop. Now, everyone knows that being on having your relationship on reality TV is pretty much a curse. Most reality TV couples end up breaking up if they um, are just dating. If they are married, they do end up divorced. Joe Button is 38 years old. Sin Santana is 26. Their relationship moved very fast from them going from being friends to her moving in very, very quickly to her getting pregnant. And then what we saw in Love and Hip Hop was she wanted more intimacy with Joe. He did not. Um, she spent majority of the season suffering from postpartum and her wanting to have sex with her boyfriend who did an interview with the breakfast club and said he will be okay with never having sex with her again from what we saw on the show like i thought that he was very condescending towards her he's very belittling he wanted her to send his 26 when I was 26 years old, we were out at the club four or five nights in a row, um, you know, four or five nights a week and still waking up and going to work and doing stuff like that. Sin is young. Joe is 38, but has the soul of like a 70 year old man. He doesn't want to go out. He's more like he's cleaned up his image. He's more concerned with, you know, making money and which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But then he should be with somebody that is going to fit that mold for him. Joe was a very condescending ass. And I think the way that he would talk to her, like, just from the couple episodes we've seen on Love and Hip Hop, I knew that relationship would not last. He always seemed irritated with her on, like, her Instagram and her Snapchat stories. So, they broke up. She deleted because she, well, let me back up. They got engaged after she spent majority of the season loving hip hop, begging for an engagement ring. After everybody around Joe pretty much twisted his arm and pushed him into engage, um, proposing, they got engaged. I want to say like December, the week of Christmas may have been like Christmas Eve, whenever his live show was. And now four months later, they are broken up. She took the button off of her name on Instagram. 
um, she deleted all her pictures of him and she has moved out, which is weird to me because just like a week and a half ago, she posted a video that she recorded of him at the NFL draft. So I'm wondering if I missed something or, but I guess they had a huge fight. Joe did a live show for his podcast and I think he's in, they were in Tampa and he was saying that they had not talked in a couple weeks. And I was confused because she just posted that video. But he also said they weren't broken up because neither one of them said that it was over. And, you know, Joe words mean things. And he's hurt. You can tell he's hurt. Or he just does not give a fuck. And that's why he's being so nonchalant about it. And he's making jokes about it. But he did confirm that she did move out. I saw today... Um, a video that I guess a couple weeks ago, Joe was spotted with another woman in Florida and they were like holding hands, walking down the street. And then when people said, oh my God, we're sin. He like let go of the girl's hand, walked ahead of her and just got super quiet. So sin has been on her Instagram story. Um, she was like singing a Beyonce song, singing uh, Don't Hurt Yourself from the Lemonade album, which is basically about somebody cheating. Uh, which was about Jay-Z cheating on her. So, I'm going to listen to Joe's podcast tomorrow. It'll be out. I want to see if he talks about it even more or if he glosses over it. But I'm not surprised and y'all shouldn't be either. But this has been Tammy Talks with Let's Talk About It, Volume 2. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tammy Talks. And see y'all next week.